1: Business 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Florida is about to reopen state parks, Governor Ron DeSantis said on Friday. The parks will reopen on Monday. He also believes that there's not a high risk of spreading the coronavirus if people go outside. If only they will continue to maintain social distancing guidelines, which he's encouraging them to do. Of course, President Trump, meanwhile threatening more tariffs on Chinese goods.
3: The president has not been hiding his unhappiness with China's handling of the coronavirus outbreak, and now he says he could use tariffs in retaliation.
0: This is a bad situation all over the world, 182 countries... Uh, but we'll be having a lot to say about that. It's certainly an option.
3: In recent days, the president has stepped up his criticism of China, accusing it of not acting quickly enough to sound the alarm about the outbreak or to stop the spread of the virus that causes COVID-19. That's
1: Greg Clarkson reporting, and this is SRN News.
4: Hi, this is Lee and Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We've just been reflecting recently on the unchanging nature of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've also been reflecting on the fact that We tend to make changes in our business every year, whether it's in equipment or whether it's personnel or even our understanding of how things work in our industry. We're constantly changing and hopefully getting better and better and better all the time. But it's so comforting when you're thinking about these things to remember that the Lord Jesus and his message, the gospel, and the result of believing in the gospel are unchanging. At The Kingdom Builders, we're constantly making changes to serve you better. But there's one thing that doesn't change, that we're centered on the foundation of the Lord Jesus. So if you'd like an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at TheKingdomBuilders.com. That's TheKingdomBuilders.com.
2: Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart, to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
2: The following
1: program was pre-recorded. The Wall Street Business Network is on
5: the air. We're not looking at noise.
1: This thing that we live in starves people.
5: Don't hit me with them negative waves so early in the morning. It's the King Banyan Show.
1: Life in capitalism always ends in billionaires. It's true. It's true. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you.
6: No one ever makes a billion dollars. You take a billion
1: dollars. Why don't you say something righteous and hopeful for a change? The government is the public, and the public decides what is good for itself. Why don't you dig how beautiful it is out here? It's the King Banyan Show on Business
2: 1440. Now go do that, Voodoo, that you do.
7: Here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. I'll jazz up because I'm just coming off the data driven hour of the King Banyan show. And it was a data rich environment indeed. i so rich with data, I wanted to mention a couple more things about it before we get away uh, get away from that. First of all, first of all, over the next few weeks, and I do believe. Right. We don't do much politics on this show, but I do believe that the press, generally speaking, would prefer that uh, uh, the current administration lose the election in November. I think as a general rule, there are are exceptions and there are good reporters that just do their darn job and report facts. They're out there. I'm happy to say I think some of them actually work here in the St. Cloud area. There are some really fine young reporters working here right now um and and i i would also I, and so it is very tempting i mentioned the jim acosta piece where the, we they got the clip of uh kevin hassett saying i mean and it really was it was that's all they got in an eight minute report all they had was this 13 second clip of him mentioning the great depression not once but twice all right in the trump administration people have been fired for less Kevin, I'd make sure that my curriculum vitae was juiced up because I, I'm I'm not sure that was the message that you were sent out to give.
2: He may be a globalist, but I still like him. <laughs>
7: uh, but but I I would say that, uh, that that you'll get numbers like this. Let me read you just one that that would that I thought was interesting. Consumer confidence in April. Okay. Down to 86.9 from 111 from 118.8 which was down from 132.6 in February, right? Consumer confidence has dropped through the floor. So of course, the current election right now is tipping against the current administration. The uh, it's tipping against President Trump.
3: And it's likely to
7: be that way while while it's being pressed down. Um but I would tell you, much like I said, that I thought that we might have gotten past that piece, and I had played that 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 clip from the uh, from the uh, chair of the manufacturing uh, survey committee at ISM. Um, listen to this within that report: um, expectations component of the consumer confidence report rose to ninety three point eight from eighty six point eight, even though in February it was at one oh eight. So it's still well below where it was before. But the expectations going is like, I think there are a number of people out there who say, yeah, this kind of stinks, but it's going to get better. I really think it's going to get better at some point. And even more interestingly, the Michigan survey includes a measure of inflation expectations. They always overestimate when they do this number, It's always like twice the number that you expect, so I never look at the level, but I'm always looking to see if it went up or went down. The number went from 5 to 5.3% from 4.5%. So they think prices are... So consumers that were surveyed had a higher impression of what inflation might be like than otherwise. So so I've... That was an interesting piece. But I wanted to mention just this one one last piece. Where, where the devil is it? It was right. I think I can do this from memory. I promised on, on our Twitter feed at poundkbrs a couple weeks ago, I think now, that I was going to try to explain annualized rates. When I say that GDP fell by 4.8%, I sometimes, if I'm being careful, if I'm trying to write a formal report, I'll put the initials next to it, S-A-A-R, S-A-A-R, and I put the pause between the two A's intentionally. The S-A, you've heard me say before, seasonally adjusted, okay, the data are seasonally adjusted because different quarters are expected to be different. The first quarter is a pretty is usually a pretty significant quarter for production. The fourth quarter in consumption of course is huge because it's the holiday season in many traditions. So you would find that you would see a you would see more sales at that time, so you tend to tamp down sales during the during the pieces places when it's heavy and you push up sales when it's going to be light so in the summer some production goes up some of the production goes down on average it actually is a little bit lower so you typically adjust that number up it depends on which sector of the economy you're looking at but they also do it at the annual rate meaning that if the economy behaved like it did in the first quarter for four quarters GDP would be 4.8% lower than it was at the beginning of the year by the end of the year. It doesn't mean that it was 4.8% lower in the single quarter. If you do the math, if you back out the math, you'd understand that GDP fell oh, like about 1.1% overall. If I go let me go pull the actual the actual data for you. I was I was just looking at. So GDP was was $21,729,000,000 in Q4 that's uh, seasonally adjusted at an annual rate um, and for Q1 2020 21537000000 So the subtraction is about 198 and you say wait a second that's not, that's not 4.8% because that's seasonally adjusted. In Europe they do it the, uh, they don't do that. They tell you the change for the quarter. For the quarter, they tell you the change. So GDP fell by 4%. They'll tell you GDP over the quarter fell by 4%, which is what it did in Europe. If you go to a measure of seasonally adjusted annual rates, that actually compounds out to a rate of fall of over 14%. Right GDP fell fourteen percent on a, on a comparable basis to u s four point eight that's and remember their their uh social distancing and their their stay at home orders and their factory closures and all that really only got started about two weeks before ours did maybe two maybe three. But certainly no more than that. So if I'm trying to come up with an idea of how much Q two is going to be down, I think you have to look at you have to look at what's what happened what's happening there and say, okay, some of that decline's being pulled into April here where it happened in March there with a dividing line on March thirty first. So that what's that's what makes us think that the second quarter number is going to be very seriously negative. Very seriously negative. Having said that, let me make one more point, because after the show last week I was getting text messaged, not text message, but, but uh, getting added on Twitter by uh, one of our regular listeners who was trying to get me to insist on using a standard definition of a recession and saying, well, what if you don't get two consecutive quarters? First of all, the dating of business cycles is not done in quarters. It's actually done in months. And there's no question in my mind that, that the peak of the expansion that we were in ended in March. Now, if it should turn out that we turn it around in July, if the economy turns around in the, the bottom of this peak, so we go down March, April, May, June, July, in July is the bottom, and August comes back up. We've never had a five-month recession, because typically they're going to look for something like six or seven or eight months. There have been six, seven, or eight-month recessions. There was a six-month recession in 1980. ran from January to July. Right? In July, that was the the end. So we might get one that could go, that if we stopped, if it ran to September, They'll mark it as a recession if it stops in July or August. They probably won't measure that as a recession. So in that sense, that person's right, which would mean that if it actually all bounces back to in Q three, in quarter three, and you come back to pretty much where you were before, that's probably not a that's probably not a that's probably not a, a, a recession. But I could tell you, and we're going to turn next to the to the Fed's press conference, Jay Powell's press, press conference, after this, this break coming right up, um, that's not the way the Fed's talking. The Fed is talking like a recession right now is here and that they believe it's going to last for a while. It's going to last for longer than August. All right. I'm a little more optimistic than the Fed right now, but they might be right. Let's listen to their ideas right after this. King Banyan Show, Business 1440.
1: Do you have insurance on your savings just like you have it on your home and your car? Online Trading Academy teaches you the skills to protect your nest egg. In our free investing class, you will learn strategies to use your money to make money, create income, and to protect what is yours. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com.
5: Whoa,
2: look at all
1: these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top-shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. More and more these days, it
6: feels like sports are losing out to hype. Who dissed who? Who signed the fattest contract? Who got busted for cheating? Lost 2 is the unique capacity
0: sports have to
6: inspire us, to unite us. Well, great news, sports fans. Sports are still being played for the right reasons. They're still as entertaining as they are character building. You just have to know where to find it. And you only have to look as far as your local Minnesota high school. You know, the place where the games are exciting, concessions are affordable, and the parking is free. Where the emphasis is on hustle and heart instead of hype. If you prefer real honest to goodness sport played for all the right reasons you'll find it at your hometown high school high school sports games are
1: being played this weekend at a minnesota high school near you okay everybody
5: who's in this message presented by the minnesota state high school league and the minnesota interscholastic activities administrators association your safety is
6: of the utmost importance to the invergrove hyundai family They want you to know that you can shop their entire inventory online at InvergroveHyundai.com. And if you're in need of a new Hyundai right now, it's a great time to buy. All Hyundai Elantras and Hyundai Tucson's come with 0% financing for 84 months. You'll find over 500 vehicles to choose from, and Invergrove Hyundai's internet managers will answer any of your questions. You can do all the paperwork online as well. Even though their sales and service department is open for business, Invergrove Hyundai will deliver the vehicle to your home for your test drive, and of course, after your purchase is completed. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. The world as we know it may have changed, but the incredible customer service that you'll receive at Invergrove Hyundai has not. Stay safe, and when you're ready, visit them online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com.
7: In an era of fake news
0: and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting. Townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com.
1: Viruses come from China like shortstops come from the Dominican Republic.
7: Uh, so Wuhan would then be San Pedro de Macaris. <laughs> <laughs> if Ross is listening to this show, he will laugh at the San Pedro de Macaris reference. There used to be a baseball academy there that uh, was famous for bringing shortstops to the major leagues. It was operated by the Dodgers, who would just get like a 100 kids to play shortstop there and they draft the best one every year well they wouldn't even draft them they just invite them to come they wouldn't didn't cost them much of anything other than uh than a few uh baseball bags and some balls and and gloves and a few bats so i have to take advantage i'm gonna take i'm gonna take advantage a little bit of of uh john being here because john and i share loves of music and i saw this story a couple weeks ago on the bbc that i that i I just shared with him while we were talking between uh, between segments, and i wanted wanted to talk about this. There was a study a couple of years ago done by an economist by the name of uh, uh, Seth Stevens Davidowitz um, who looked at Spotify data on people's listening habits, and he was the one that basically said, "The song that sticks with you most is probably the song that was number one on the pop charts when you on your fourteenth birthday. Right. So. So not bad, not a bad idea at all. Um, and and that has been improved upon recently by a cognitive neuropsychologist named uh, Catherine Loveday at, at BBC. And and so I was looking at the story and I shared it with John. So six nineteen sixty nine is the most popular year for music that's been played on Spotify. Right now, 1969. The top ten songs streamed at that time include uh, two CCR songs: "A uh, uh, Fortunate Sun and "Bad Moon Rising." Can't go wrong with either of those. Elvis Absolutely Presley, not. "Suspicious," Elvis Presley, "Suspicious Minds." Okay, which I, I, I'm willing to bet a former host of this show has done at karaoke. Um, <laughs> you can guess who, um, or guest host, actually I should say. Um, but number one at the top, of course, is "Here Comes the Sun" by the Beatles. Which, I'm sorry, in my mind, it's actually the best Beatles song ever.
6: That and gets your vote.
7: That, yeah, that's my vote. I, it, 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 you know, and it's even the fact that it's sort of near the end of the Beatles is, kind of makes it better. But partly it's because I was I was 12 and I was already listening to I was already listening to the radio regularly, and I and when a new Beatles album came out, you know, it was it was a thing. You had to pay attention to that. Absolutely. Right? Right? Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline, and so forth. Right? So that's not a bad list at all. But when they go to the 70s, they skip over this list. So the most popular one is 1977. Okay? And it has the best songs, in my mind. Right? It has Fleetwood Mac's Dreams. Okay, it has Queen. It has Bill Withers' "Lovely Day." My wife and I have a fight about Bill Withers all the time. Who just passed away, right? I think he walked on water. She's like he, he was overplayed, I, and I, I'm like you. You, <laughs> you need to go. You need to go sleep in another part of the house, honey. We're not. We're not. We're. We're not having that conversation today. But number one on the list, John. Did you look at the 1977 list? Oh yeah.
6: Yeah, I got that record. Do you? I have the full re- I think I have two copies of the record actually. <laughs> yeah. So um, all in all I have four <laughs> since it's a I double think, album.
7: I think this might be one of the most I mean of all the songs they did. Mr. Blue Sky is probably the worst popular ELO song ever done.
6: You know, it's not my favorite either and not even close to my favorite on that album.
7: Oh yeah. Oh no! I would, I, I'd, I'd kill it with greasy fire to quote Mitch. <laughs> um, um, I, I, it's really bad. We, you know what? We need to save this list and bring it and bring it to Mitch to do. A, we need to get get. We need another get the band back together show to go through these lists. You're absolutely um, right. Yeah, uh, just for that. But so I'm going to skip the '80s because we all should, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> So 1999, were you still a teen in 1999?
6: Yeah, I was uh, uh, 14.
7: Okay, so it's perf- the perfect list for you. Did you, you no, have to No, look I'm looking at this, and
6: I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I had one of these albums. Did you listen to any of these? I had that Chili yeah. Peppers album, Californication, which I was not a fan Me of. Me too. Literally a number of the ones on here I, could, I couldn't listen to. I would have left the room. <laughs> I was That was not my era.
7: My son is, a, is pretty close to your age. I think he's a year older than you. Mm-hmm. And I heard, and, and he did not like the Chili Peppers, that particular Chili Peppers album. Mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's brilliant, but he did not. But if I ever have to hear all the small things one more time, oh. I cannot be responsible for my actions. Oh, my gosh.
6: I did have a few friends who were Blink-182 fans, and that is the yeah. most non-musical music I've ever heard oh, in my life. My All the gosh. small things. I mean, it is annoying. It's, it's insipid. It I don't know how else to describe it.
7: <laughs> ah. It's grating. <laughs> but that list, and I'm going to read the whole list to you, because I, most of these I don't even know. I, I, I think I know one or two of these. But Dancing in the Moonlight by Top Loader, which is, a, which is of course, a remake. No Scrubs by TLC. No idea. I have no idea. I do what remember
6: that, is. that song, and it was very, okay. very popular.
7: I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. I, I want them gone away by King Banyan. Amen. Uh, stay, say say my name by Destiny's Child. Okay, not awful awful. Um, bad but not awful awful. Um, all Star by Smash Mouth. Uh, Californication still still Dre. Uh, all the small things. Forgot about Dre. Uh, then keep on moving by five. What is that? I don't even
6: know. I've that. never even heard of that. I don't know who Five yeah, is either. But it's the number ten. It's the number
7: ten stream song from nineteen ninety
6: nine. Well, I'd use it as a bumper, I, but I don't want to give it any attention.
7: <laughs> no, no, I knew more songs on the two thousand six list than I knew of the of of, of the uh, nineteen ninety nine list, and that doesn't even include the fact that we all know Shakira, right? But you know, but just just insane.
6: See these 2006 because, uh, ones; these are bands I literally have never heard. The, I've heard of the Kooks.
7: Yeah, so I've so heard of I've Shakira heard the and Kooks, Wycliffe
6: Snow... John, Arctic Monkeys, yeah. but I I couldn't name a song. I don't think by any of these people.
7: So I actually, I actually can say I probably have actually actively listened to Snow Patrol, but by <laughs> this time I did not. Okay, so anyway. At Let's this get, point, we'll, you were we'll, innocent. <laughs> at this, this right, right. Anyway, we got we have to we we have to do this best and worst year for music. We need we need uh, Captain Ed. We need Bitchberg, who uh, who I believe will be on this afternoon, one to three, over at our sister station, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. You bet. Uh, uh, we will need him there. We'll need, uh, we'll need him. And, and John, you will have to make a guest appearance with the Troika.
6: I will be there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the power trio.
7: It, yeah. A plus one. <laughs> right. The power trio. You'll be our plus one. Okay. And we will, we will, uh, find best and worst years for music based off this particular story. I'm sending to the, I'm sending this to them right after the show today to propose this <laughs> as an idea. You're due, aren't you? You're due again. I think we haven't had one for a while, right? It
6: would have been like end of last. I mean, you guys might have done one last fall, but uh,
7: he says there's been, no rule. We I can't think it's do been two, been five, a week, six two years. Yeah, I think it has. Right. I think
6: it's been about that.
7: Right now, you, we all understand, right, that we can't put multiple people in a studio right now because studios are not built for social distancing. But we could probably do a multi-way thing using uh, this kind of a setup, John.
6: We'll get Steve on it. I think we can work that
7: out. Okay, well. It, 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 Watching Steve put this together, I mean, the artistry of this, we we have to say this more. I realize we're burning up most of a segment on on things that are non-finance, non-economics. But can we give a shout-out to Steve? Can we use his last name on the air, We Loud? Absolutely. Okay, Steve Smith. Someone's got to just say it. This guy is a rock star. There is no better engineer in the Twin Cities in radio than Steve Smith. Okay? And I know a few. Okay, because I work here at St. Cloud State, and uh, and there have been people who've worked here and worked with the stations here at St. Cloud State. We have a fantastic uh, communications mass com program. We have a great uh, college station, a great TV station here. Uh, we place people all around the country, uh, and there are some of them in the Twin Cities. Steve has worked like a dog ever since this shutdown happened, and I had to do the first broadcast from the house and we had, I think Eric was on the was on the uh, other side on that week, and we tried to do it live from the house, and and it was it was an unholy mess. You believe it? Um, and and you know we've struggled a little bit from here from the camp from the campus anyway, but it was it, it was twenty times worse at the house. Steve has been working on this thing ever since to get us to the point where we're doing this. We think we have it fixed. We actually decided to pre-record tonight's show to uh, today's show last night only because we wanted to be sure we had it fixed we wanted to see if we could get through with no no glitches whatsoever so far it's going great and i thank steve a million for that because this would have been it it was to the point uh, a couple of weeks ago where i thought you know what we're not going to be able to do the show till we're allowed to go back to campus and keep, till we're allowed to uh, work again full time uh, we've got this thing, I think, pretty well worked out now, and it's it's just it's just terrific um, how this is set up. So, and if we do come back live, that also means we might even bring Wyatt back. That well, I don't know. We'll see.
6: He's chomping <laughs> at the bit. I'm telling you. I talked is to him. He? Today. He's All just, right. I want. He's ready to go.
7: All right. All <laughs> right. We'll 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 bring we'll bring the young man back. Uh, but no one plays the music better than John does. And no one engineers like Steve Smith. Thank you, Steve. We'll be back after this King Banyan Show, Business 1440.
3: Yeah, I'm leaving here this morning with my eyes all on wide. And I'm awfully glad she let me come aside. Do act,
5: do
7: act, do act, do act. Are you tired of
0: all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues, and we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces, the movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call
4: Quick Cash Offer now. 800 775 4514. That's 800 775 4514. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. So I have to be honest and let you know that sometimes I really do get nervous about our current situation. I know that I'm being taken care of, but sometimes I don't act like I know I'm being taken care of. I'm really not concerned about my health. I want to follow the protocol that is put before us. I want to honor those in authority over me. At the same time, I want to be a responsible and good steward of the resources that I've been given. Day-to-day activities might look a little bit different. We should continue steadfastly on the path that the Lord has given us. We're not called to worry. We're called to run a race of endurance. Remember, the world is watching. How we react to our situation could impact how people see our faith. So if you're interested in having a conversation about your roof or gutters or anything else, we encourage you to give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com.
6: The following program was
4: pre-recorded.
6: I count the moments we're apart in that month,
2: mathematically. And am not by the kisses, supposedly, I've been missing
7: Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Cool. That did not show up on any Spotify list that I can think of. I'll bet not. I'll bet not. I'll bet not. Anyway, welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. You could add us if you want at Banyan's show or just use the hashtag pound KBRS. I monitor, I monitor it. It's where, it's where our, it's where our folks hang out. Occasionally, occasionally some trade show someplace stomps on it for about half a day and we just ignore them. Um, We should talk about uh, what happened at the Fed, right? So it was a consequential meeting, even though, even though um, they didn't change rates at all. They've made some changes to some of their policies, and they've announced that they intend to do a whole lot um, a l- whole lot of things right now. So I talked briefly about, you know, in the last hour, I spent a lot of time talking about what would happen over this summer. And I said to you at the end of that hour that the Fed had a view that seemed to be more pessimistic than my current view. I want you to hear how they put it. This is in response to a question, I believe, from... I believe from Heather Long at The Washington Post. I'm not positive who the
3: questioner is. But this is cut number six, uh, John. We're thinking of. First is just the virus. How long will it take to get it under control? Will there be additional outbreaks? Will there be drugs that can either treat it or or a vaccine of some kind? So All of that is very much shrouded in uncertainty. Um, The second stop. So, yes,
7: we all get that. And I want to be sure you understand. I'm not making a prediction based on. I'm not making a prediction based on some idea that we're gonna we're gonna come up with a miracle cure. I think it's very possible that in in September in September, we'll we'll probably have some idea of how to treat this thing, but we will not have an idea, or at least not have a good idea of what to do with. Uh, we will not have a good idea, perhaps of what a vaccine is okay it's highly unlikely we have a vaccine by then okay so i'm with i'm with i'm with him on that maybe i'm a little more optimistic that therapeutic treatments will be available i don't know he didn't really comment
3: on that so i don't want to put words in his mouth continue issue and this is a very substantial one uh, is just um the possibility of of damage to the productive capacity of the economy through a couple of channels the first is just workers uh, who if 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 one is unemployed for an extended period that person can can lo- can lose lose the skills that are needed can lose touch with the labor force and and have difficulty restarting his or her career so that's a Stop. that's a feature that th- that
7: i'm going to teach you a word today hysteresis okay hysteresis h y s t e r Esis, sorry, I had to stop and make sure I had it spelled right. In my Don't head. mess H-Y- with me when it comes to words. Hysteresis. Hysteresis. It means that, but it's basically that that thought, and, it, and it's what I've been saying. The longer you leave people out to work, you lose connections, both in terms of workers losing skills, right? Okay. It's what teachers, I'm sure there's some teachers listening to me. You folks call it summer melt. It's the knowledge that your kids lose between June and September. Right? When the kid goes away in June, you've taught them up. They've got some things that they know. And then they don't do much with that during the summertime. And when they come back in September, you kind of have to go back and do part of what they learned the previous spring. Okay? Workers are like that.
3: But so are businesses continue sure of deep and long recessions and that's something we've got to watch out for uh, another is just businesses you know these thousands of of great medium and small sized businesses that we have all over the country they're worth so much more to the economy than the sum of their net assets they contain you know their their job creators they're really important and if we see an unnecessary uh, unnecessary insolvencies a wave of those that could be damaging to the performance of the economy over time. So the good news is that we have policies, as I mentioned in my remarks, we have policies that can address those things, um, but not Stop. perfectly. So-
7: okay. And he's right. And, I, and, and we're, we don't need to play the rest of that clip in the interest of time. I want to go ahead and tell you what those policies are. He does this. This is from his prepared
3: remarks, cut number two. We have been taking broad and forceful actions to these ends. To support the flow of credit to households and businesses, foster smooth market functioning, and promote effective transmission of monetary policy to broader financial conditions, we have been purchasing large amounts of Treasury and agency mortgage-backed securities. The markets for these securities play a critical role in the economy, and they came under great stress last month as the scale of economic disruption became clearer and as investors clamored for liquidity. Our purchases have helped market conditions improve substantially in recent weeks. In light of this improvement, we have slowed our pace of purchases. We will continue our purchases of treasury and agency mortgage-backed securities as needed. All right, that's a
7: very important point. So and it, so this was the basically when they decided to go into overdrive with tradition what I can't believe I'm using these words. traditional quantitative easing quantitative easing, as we understood it after the Great Recession, was that they would make direct purchases across the maturity spectrum that they were going to get out of doing bills only and they would buy treasury bonds they wanted to expand the money supply they wanted to make sure that the markets the markets for treasuries across the maturity spectrum was healthy. And so they participated more heavily than ever before. Something happened in early March. I still don't think we actually know how bad it was getting, but it was pretty evident that they had information. And the way we know that is the subscription for the facilities that they were making available of offering their treasuries and offering to buy treasuries and to buy agency securities in the beginning of March was huge, like twenty times what they normally would do on a single day. That's back down. That's a good sign. Again, maybe we're past the worst of this in terms of what uh, of the shock that happened to the market. Um, he actually comments on this again in response to a question,
3: and so I'm going to have I'm going to have you skip John over to cut number four for me, please. As, long as needed, we'll use them and. Uh... I would just say we have a number of dimensions on, on which we can still provide support to the economy. As you know, our credit policies are not subject to a specific dollar limit. Uh, they can be expanded as appropriate, and we can do new ones. Um, so we can continue to be part of the answer. Will there be a need to do more, though? I, I think the answer to that, that will be yes.
7: That, so he's willing to do more, and he thinks they're going to need to do more. And that's why I wanted to play for you first. His medium-term outlook. They believe this recession is going to last longer. You can hear in the remarks that he made at that time during the during the prepared remarks, which you can go go to FederalReserve.gov and and look at the transcript. You don't need to read the Q and A. His prepared remarks only are the first three pages of it. You can read it in about in about five minutes. And you will see that they believe that they're in an economy that is just unlike anything we had experienced before. Um, I don't think that's actually true. It's unlike that. It doesn't mean it's worse than the Great Depression, as Hassett almost said. It's not. It's not that. But it it is a very, very different type of recession than any recession we have had in the past. Some things happened that caused them to be very, very concerned, and so they went ahead and did that. What I want to talk about in the next in this in our final segment is is this exact point. During the Great Recession, the Fed made use liberally of their what's called their 13-3 powers, their emergency powers that says if we declare an emergency, we can pretty much do whatever we think we need to do to continue to provide liquidity to the economy you heard that in that last comment there but in what we'll talk about next is how far are they actually willing to go and the answer is is not as they've gone a long long way and it looks like they might even go further yet we'll be back after this you're listening to the king Banyan show on business 1440
1: Business 1440 is KYCR, Golden Valley. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Wow, Pro-Life Across America is
3: celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance visit us at
6: org, Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life, pro America, non-political and
5: totally educational. Pro-life across America, the High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. We are there, day one,
2: with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there. As you grow, protecting you and those you love. And we are there as you start your next chapter. We are with you through life's journey. We are Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
1: She can help you navigate rush hour traffic, even update your shopping list, but most impressive of all, she knows where to find straightforward conversations on investing. Just ask Alexa to play Business Radio 1440.
6: Twin Cities Business Radio. drink to the hardworking people. drink to the lonely.
7: Welcome back. King banging show. Business 1440. Last segment for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully next week we can get back to uh, doing even a live show. That would be pretty awesome. And if we do that, uh, I actually have a couple guests I'm thinking about. Uh, it, and There's lots to talk about. I've got people I want to talk about with. i got someone I want to talk to about this very thing right here. The Main Street Lending Program. So, Chairman Jay Powell of the Federal Reserve comes out comes out and says we are willing to do a lot. We can do a lot more, but he makes it plain that there's a limit to this. And I think this is I think there was some some things said that were very interesting. Let me first play. This is from the prepared remarks, cut
3: number three. We are also undertaking programs to provide stability to the financial system and to more directly support the flow of credit in the economy for households, for businesses of all sizes and for state and local governments. Mm -hmm. These programs benefit the economy economy by providing financing where, where it is not otherwise available. In addition, by serving as a backstop to key credit markets, the programs can improve market functioning by increasing the willingness of private lenders to extend credit. Many of these programs rely on emergency lending powers that are available only in very unusual circumstances, such as those we find ourselves in today. We are deploying these lending powers to an unprecedented extent, enabled in large part by the financial backing and support from Congress and the Treasury. We will continue to use these powers forcefully, proactively, and aggressively until we're confident that we are solidly on the road to recovery. So
7: if that's... So he says... They're willing to do this but you heard him say right there's a limit to what they can do and he's asked about that how far are you guys willing to go how far are you willing to go because i believe there is a risk here and it and i will say i was very encouraged to hear this following remark and and why i'm closed closing the show with something that Talking about this particular comment, let's play cut number
3: five. Jay Powell on Wednesday
7: at the FOMC meeting.
3: In terms of, of risk, um, so, uh, you know, the we, we operate under the laws that Congress passes. And there are a number of aspects under Section 13.3. And you can see that they've permitted us to, I think, move very quickly and uh, move into areas where we've never been before and do so quite aggressively. So, uh, I, th- I think we're going places and, uh, um, and providing help in places where we never have. And, and I'm, I'm glad that we are. I think it's appropriate that we are. Um, nonetheless, these are lending powers. And, uh, if you read section 13.3 of the Dodd-Frank Act, or the Federal Reserve Act, uh, I know you have, um, it does require that, uh, that we be, uh, secured to our satisfaction, uh, and, uh, and we can't lend to insolvent companies you know it's clear these are lending powers and we are we are ultimately uh, bound to to implement the laws that congress gives us we we do not make grants we can't make grants and I, the reason i raised that in my remarks is that i just want to be clear on that we you know we we can do what we can do and we will do it to the absolute limit of those powers we will we'll keep at it And uh, I just want people to know that we will be at it with with the legal authorities that we have until we get through this thing. We will keep using our authorities. But there are authorities that we don't have, and uh, there may be a need for those authorities to be used as well as ours.
7: So I was encouraged to hear that because I now know where he is. I don't like what I heard. I don't want you to think that I liked it. What I wanted you to understand is exactly his explanation. The explanation was to Steve Leisman, by the way, from CNBC, Um, uh, and that's why he said, "Yeah, I know you've I know you've read the Federal Reserve Act." What what Section thirteen three actually says is that is that in in when you've declared an emergency, the Fed can support liquidity actions and lend to solvent entities now here's the thing so they can't take on they can't take on risky assets they've the cares act has allowed them to take money from the treasury and leverage it with their own money in order to in order to offer credit instruments like this the main street lending program which was harshly criticized by by the Wall Street Journal on Friday, saying the terms of this are odious. No one's going to want to take a loan from this. Um, so the minimum loan size is five hundred thousand dollars. This is not PPP. This is not for for a for a small business. This is meant for a middle market firm, right? Maximum loan size is the lesser of twenty five million dollars or four times your adjusted earnings. Earnings before uh, interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Um, you have to pay LIBOR plus three, which is not necess- Which is means it's it's a real loan, and you're going to actually pay a real interest rate on it. Nonetheless, the Fed is taking risky assets onto its books. The Treasury is backstopping to some extent. And it's now entered into, right, it's entered into the commercial paper market. It is entered into corporate bonds. And it is now, with this, entering into, entering into the marketplace for companies that are middle market, meaning they're larger, but they don't have access, they're not publicly traded companies. How long before... People start saying, well, then what about the companies that can't issue debt in organized market? They don't issue corporate bonds, but because they're publicly traded, maybe they can't do this. On- is We're on our way to buying equity. But equity they can't own right now because that is not allowed by 13.3. If I listen to that clip closely, I want to know. Are you prepared to go to Congress and ask for the capacity to purchase corp, to purchase equity? Because if you are, guess what? I am no longer going to be. I've been somebody. My my entire history as as an economist, I have worked to believe in central bank independence. All right. Do I love central bankers? No, but I love I I love politicians controlling central banks even less. And I'd rather have someone that has at least some element of connection to the banking sector versus the political sector, the political market, to be in charge of my central bank. I would prefer that. Even Milton Friedman, no, no inflationist, he said, look, I think the Federal Reserve is important. I think it does a good job, but the independence of the Federal Reserve can only operate as long as it's actually moving to control inflation. Money is, to, to Friedman's mind, money was one of the most important elements of a free society. And the fact that it was controlled by an unelected group of individuals was bothersome. I want people to pay attention to the law. I'm glad to hear that that at least Chairman Powell understands the limits of thirteen three. But he says, I'm going to go right to the very edge of what I think is legal under the law. And then if I don't if I still don't think I have enough, I'm going to ask them to change the law. Sir, there's another way to do this. Congress did not have to use you to leverage the money. They could have simply spent more money on the market. They're, they're basically using you as a bank, okay, as a bank to finance their own spending. You were not created for that purpose. And so, although I appreciated the forthrightness of what Chairman Powell said, I think we're, going, I, I think we're now at the point where we may have gone too far okay and the fact that The Wall Street Journal is complaining that it's too strict it's too odious these rules the heck with that Next week's job Saturday we'll be back with more see you then King Banyan show business 1440. Looking to disinfect? American Pressure has solutions for you. In stock, we've got our MDM 1500, our mobile disinfecting cart. Featuring a four-wheel, easy-to-maneuver cart, 50-foot of hose, and a high-pressure pump for great misting action. Call us today at 763-521-4442
5: to find out more.
2: Runners, to your mark. Set.
5: Some may see a sprinter. At the NFHS, we see a future leader already off to the races. Some may see a volleyball player. Good hit! Way to go, Woo! At the NFHS, we see a spike in confidence that will help her achieve her potential. What else do we see? Musicians learning to march to their own beat. We're the NFHS the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and activities in America, helping today's teenagers develop the skills they need to become tomorrow's leaders. And we see it happening in communities across Minnesota every single day. Learn more about the NFHS commitment to youth at NFHS.org. This message presented by the NFHS, the National Federation of State High School Associations.
3: I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex I'm Staff Steven.
1: Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me.
2: I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world.
1: Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. And cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member And of I'm B- proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com.